BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Bill Press and Friends on the District Productive Network. 82 weeks since Hillary Clinton announced that she was running for president. 72 weeks since Donald Trump announced that he was running for president. And here we are on November 8th. All right. So what does it look like? First of all, we do want to ask you this uh, overriding question. Let's look back. Remember, we had the Democratic primary to get through. We had the Republican primary to get through before we got to the general, before we got to the final round. That's been like the last year. Well, actually, really, since just since the uh, since the conventions. Yeah. Uh, although we knew what it was that was over maybe a month or so before the conventions. Uh, so there's a long time to look back. Eighty two weeks, seventy two weeks, highs and lows, eight six six fifty five press. But we before we get to that, we want to take a look at the landscape today. Uh, and what the electoral map looks like. All right, Peter. All right, so I'm at the website 270towin.com, which you should all take a look at because you can create your own electoral map. So what they've done is they've taken all of the states that are already leaning towards Trump or leaning towards Hillary Clinton. They've already declared those on the map, but we've got a couple of toss-ups. So we're starting out right now with Hillary Clinton at 252, Donald Trump at 163. So we're going to go state by state. Bill, I'm going to ask you. All right, you, what are the states that are toss-up? I'm going to ask you. All right, Nevada, or Nevada. I should say Nevada. 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 No. Peter, first you have to learn to pronounce it. It's Nevada. It's Nevada. <laughs> I don't take cues from Trump on that, since I think he's going to lose it. But Nevada, Nevada. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Okay. You so know why? Latino surge. Yes, Hillary I agree. Clinton. Hillary Clinton. How many is that? That is six, so that puts her at 258. Right. Okay. Uh, Arizona, right next door. All right, I want to be realistic. Yeah, let's be realistic. Okay. This is a realistic map. I would map. love to give her Arizona, uh, but I'm, 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 I'm going to give it to Trump. You're going to give that one to Trump. Okay, that one goes to Trump. That puts him at 175. Iowa. Uh, Iowa, I'm going to give to Trump, too. All right, that Damn goes to Trump. Iowans. He's sneaking up. He's at 180. Uh, how, many, she, how many is that? Just tell uh, She. He's at 181. No, She's but two, I mean... Two, oh, oh I, Iowa uh, six. Iowa's six electoral votes. All right, votes. okay, okay. Arizona is 11, by yeah. the way. Um, oh, 11, not 12. Not 12. Okay, okay. All right, we go to Georgia. Whoa. I know. Uh... Again, I want to be realistic. be realistic. Okay, because I'm going to be surprised when she wins some. All right, I'm going to give it to Trump. All right, that is worth 16 electoral votes. That put Trump puts Trump at 197. That's 16 electoral votes. 16 electoral votes in Georgia. Right, okay. Just up the coast there, North Carolina. North Carolina, big, big one. win for Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Okay, all right, that's it. elections over. Elections over. She's at 274. North Carolina is worth 15. That puts her at 274. So that's now. It's just a fight to see how big of a win this is. That's all right, because I got money on this election. (laughs) Okay, Florida. 
It's a huge one. 29 electoral votes. You know what? I'm actually going to give Florida to Hillary. Clinton. Okay. Hillary gets Florida. She's at 303. Ohio. Trump. All right. Ohio goes Trump. New Hampshire. Uh, how many? Oh, sorry. Ohio is 18 electoral votes. He's right. at 215 now. Uh, New Hampshire. Uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Um, Four electoral votes. Yeah. Hillary. Hillary. I agree. All right. So the last one is Michigan. We're Michigan. 16, Hillary. and that Hillary. goes Hillary. So your final electoral right. map. Yep. Hillary Clinton, 323 electoral votes. Donald Trump, 215. Which is more than he should get. Way more than he should get. Way more than he deserves. Way more than he should get. Uh, Hillary, 323. I, my bet is that she is north of 320. So Yeah. Um, Remember, I mean, you know, and you talk- I think she could win Georgia. She could win Iowa. Um, Maybe even Arizona. I think she, she might could win sneak Arizona. Out Arizona and Ohio. Yeah. Ohio's still mm, close. Yeah, I know what you. I mean, I look. Yeah. I know we're yeah. being realistic here, but it's right. still within the realm of possible. Okay, three twenty-three. Yes, three twenty-three to two fifteen. That's the final word. We're going to tweet that out and make sure everybody can see it. And you should also go online and play along uh, yourself if you're uh, listening. It, yeah. This is my, yeah, to go to, where do you go to? It's 270to-win.com, but I'll, I'll give you the link so you can take a look at it. 270to-win.com and uh, the Bill Press prognostication. Forget Larry Sabato. Bill Press's crystal ball here. The Bill Press shows crystal ball. 323 to 215. What do you think? Are you on with that? 866-55-PRESS is our toll-free number. So uh, before we go to... Um, uh, a break. Let's just get started here. We got lots more to do with lows and highs, right, of the campaign. Uh, one low and one high. Um, I got to tell you, the biggest high for me started before the campaign even started. The biggest high for me was April 9th, 2014, in my living room on Capitol Hill, about a block from here, when Bernie Sanders and Jane Sanders came over. And I had put 12 friends together who had worked in pre- previously worked in presidential campaigns. And it was the very first meeting of the Bernie Sanders campaign. Not even the campaign yet. It was the very first meeting to explore the question of whether or not Bernie Sanders should consider running for president. History being made. I am so proud of that moment. And, uh, and from there, rock star. Seriously. Yeah. It was an amazing, amazing election for Bernie. I'm glad it was. you, it was. like, remember, I mean, that we can include that because it really did change the way I think that a lot of progressives saw their own politics. You know, we are a more progressive country than we thought we were. And I think a lot of people woke uh, up to that because yeah, of Bernie. We're a force and we're going to get out there and we're going to and we're going to be heard. And uh, thanks to Bernie, uh, we were. Um, you know, I got to tell you, another high uh, for me was... Uh, In February this year, I forget the exact date, uh, after my book came out, Buyer's Remorse, with uh, Bernie Sanders' blurb on the front cover. Yeah. And we got, and I'm on the set at CNN with Anderson Cooper, and suddenly Hillary Clinton says. He's called him a disappointment. He uh, wrote a foreword for a book that uh, basically argued uh, voters should have buyer's remorse when it comes to uh, (laughs) President Obama's uh, leadership and legacy. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. And Anderson looked at me and said, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. As we said, he didn't write the preface to the book. He wrote a blurb, just a blurb for the cover. But uh, at any rate, uh, let's go. Hi, Zolo's up to Mim up in Stony Brook, New York. Hi, Mim. Hi, Bill. I'm so excited. I can't believe this day is here. Here it is. Yes. I couldn't sleep last night. Oh, my God. My high was the day Bernie announced on that beautiful waterfront in Berlin. Oh, right, yes. All boats behind it. I had goosebumps. I cried. I was so excited. You know, he actually, it was funny because he actually announced here in Washington, just outside the Senate, uh, one day, but like with almost nobody there. But then it was a couple of weeks later when he did the official thing up in. uh, Burlington. Uh, that was a beautiful, beautiful uh, moment up there. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was indeed. And and he just soared from there, you know, right. Uh, and but I got to say, another real high for me was Philadelphia watching Hillary Clinton accept the nomination. That was a you big know, deal. Historic, really. And it'll be history making today, too, of course. Arthur Delaney from the Huffington Post here in studio with us on Election Day. Have you voted already? No. Go get out there and vote, dude. Okay. <laughs> See ya. I, I mean, you can, you can vote early uh, in, 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 the, in the district. Yes. And uh, several times my wife suggested, let's go over to the rec center with the kids and we'll vote before bed. No, I'll just vote on Tuesday. All right. Okay. I do kind of like going on election day. I know early voting is great for a lot of people and it's respect. I used to always, I I voted now absentee uh, for years, years in California because we have a house, pay taxes, but, and our vote counts in California. Uh, But uh, I used to love going into the polling. To me, it was always just a you just yeah. feel like an American. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Election day. Yeah. The world's oldest democ- democracy going about its business, and you're part of it. That's so that's right. what I'm going to do today. Do you want to join the uh, club this morning on your uh, highs and lows of the campaign? Uh, it's been 82 weeks since Hillary Clinton announced, 72 weeks since Donald Trump announced. We went through all that Republican primary, the Democratic primary. Let's not forget. Right. We've only been in the general election since July. Yeah. Uh, any particular highs or lows pop into your head? One thing that popped into my head, and I can't tell if it's a high or a low, like okay. with a lot of things. There's no right or wrong Something, here, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when he doxed Lindsey Graham? Doxing oh, is when <laughs> yeah. doxing is when creeps on websites like 4chan and Reddit oh. will post someone's Phone number. Address, yeah. phone number. Right, yeah. and, right. In hopes that other people will then that. harass oh, I that person. I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Donald Trump was in the primary against Lindsey Graham and 14 other guys, and one day he said, he read Lindsey Graham's phone number. On the stage. Yeah, on the stage. stage. In front of cameras and a horde of people. Yeah, which was uh, hilarious. But also, I think, uh, having now seen dozens of journalists harassed at home, after having been doxxed by Trump supporters, it's sort of ominous. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was a high at the time. People we, thought it was amazing, and then it's it, it got a little sick. We remember. The year we, went on. we remember that. Here we go. He gave me his number, and I found the card. It, I wrote the number down. I don't know if it's the right number. Let's try it. Two o two. He gave out the number. And he gave out the number. Right. right. It's funny, but it's also uh, in retrospect no. a little sick. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Right. Uh, along those lines, I mean, you got to start at the beginning. June, June 16, 2015, <coughs> Donald Trump comes down the escalator in the lobby of the Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. I am officially running for President of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again. Downhill from there, baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. And uh, it was reported, at any rate, that these were people in the lobby that were paid, yeah. that they rounded up and paid to come yeah. in and stand there. But, I mean, to, he's certainly not paying the crowds that come out to see him today, but still. And he led in the polls the whole time, and people just refused to believe it. And at the time, let's remind ourselves, we said he's not going to file his papers. Right. Right. He won't and, and become an official candidate. We were he so did. wrong. He we're did. Wrong. Yeah. He he's he's not going to make it to the first. It won't show up for the first debate. We were wrong. We were wrong. He's not going to make it through the primary. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad we talked about how wrong we were because we really uh, were <laughs> we're eating a poop sandwich on that. That was bad. But well, then. Well, I'll tell you to use your <laughs> colorful phrase. Uh, who's eating a poop sandwich today? I think is the Republican Party. In fact, Peter, we have to... My column in the Hill newspaper this morning is the GOP owes America an apology. Oh, they're eating like a 12-foot sub. <laughs> yeah, right. No, seriously. I mean, they won't be finished with that today. I mean, tomorrow... <laughs> tomorrow morning... The mayonnaise is going to go bad on that one before they're done with it. That's a big sandwich. Wow. A big poop sandwich. Tomorrow morning, starting tomorrow morning, the entire Republican Party, top to bottom, has to apologize for saddling this nation with the candidacy well, it's, of Donald Trump. It's going to be weird. I mean, everyone has Seriously. counted down until today, but we have to wait and see what Donald Trump will do. My prediction is that maybe he won't concede right away, but there's been so much emphasis on whether he will or he won't, and he's flirted with not doing it that... Maybe he'll see upside in getting uh, credit know, for, for conceding within a few days. My belief is that he will not concede, that he will never concede, but it won't make any difference because he'll lose so badly and everybody will know he's well, lost. Well, you know, so. you don't have to concede. Exactly. It's yeah, not, right. it's not, uh, no, it's not no. in the law. We'll it's still just, go on even if he doesn't Yeah, it's just concede. a yeah. custom. America still well, happens. Yeah. When John Roberts stands up to swear Hillary Clinton is president, he's not going to say, we can't do this yet because Donald right. Trump hasn't conceded yet, right? Speak and, now or forever hold your peace. It's yeah, not one of those yeah, right. situations. And this, and this could be... Do they still do that at weddings? Uh, some, some of them do. Not at my wedding. <laughs> Don't <laughs> even <laughs> give him a chance. Yeah. Don't even give him a chance. So it could, it could also be harmless. Maybe nothing bad will happen. A lot of people have said, well... He's. Yeah. We've seen some violence in the course of this campaign. There's a, naturally a fear that there could be some kind of unrest. But I sort of yeah. think that won't happen. I don't think that'll happen either. I used to think before, that, but I've turned. I, I don't think it's going to happen. It seems uh, unlikely. Before we go to a break, I want to play another uh, another uh, to ba to balance that Donald Trump announcing. It was a high and Mim, uh, one of our callers from up in Long Island, Stony Brook, um, yeah. mentioned it earlier when Bernie announced um, up in. Birmingham, or no, uh, Burlington. Burlington, Burlington, Vermont. Yep. Hmm, hello. Today, here in our small state, a state that has led this nation in so many ways, I am proud to announce my candidacy for President of the United States of America. Yeah, and boy, did he take off like nobody believed he would. That was really something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even he had 
constantly said it wasn't going to happen. Uh, and then he did it and was, uh, you know, a, a campaign of historical significance that probably changed everything Hillary Clinton said. Yeah. No, I think so. Changed the direction of the campaign, certainly, and changed the nature of the debate about the campaign. He is here as he is every Tuesday, but all dressed up for this Tuesday, bearing gifts, indeed, Igor Volsky from uh, Center for American Progress Action Fund. All right, Igor, lay it on us here, babe. Oh, good morning. Good morning. I, as you see, don't have an election sticker yet because I'm going to vote after this show. Okay. So in the order of we call things this that are important to, to me this morning. Souls to the polls. That's right. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Are you going to Uber me to my poll? That'd be so, that's so nice. I didn't know. Well, no, bus. You. We have a bus. bus. You have a bus. Okay. okay I'll take yes. it. Yes. All right. But you look very nice Thank this morning. Thank you. Dressed up good to, to be and here. And you brought in spirit good. award. You brought in goodies. I, I brought wonder. in some delicious donuts here for Election Day. It's the second best way to celebrate Election Day. The first uh, way, is, of course, is, is drinking alcohol. Oh, oh yes, I'm is voting. <laughs> of course. So sorry. Yeah, we have a it's dozen where the Russian dunk, comes out. A dozen Dunkin'. I should have brought that bottle, that bottle of vodka you gave Where us. is that vodka? He drank though? it all. What do you, do? what do you mean, where is the vodka? Uh, he drank it all. We'll drink tonight. Look, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, you got... You got the most decadent of all the donuts. You I asked for that. Get. I said, give me give the me brightest. The most yes. Uh, we have to go back. Remember that this campaign, only since July have we been in the general election. Yes. I, Before we had that long, colorful primary uh, on both sides. And some of the characters we can't forget, like Lindsey Graham. Now, this wasn't a one of the primary debates, but this was Lindsay at the congressional uh, dinner here in Washington. It's like being shot or poisoned. What does it really matter? <laughs> That's what. <laughs> that, that was his thing. I got that wrong, wrong. That was the one where he was being oh. interviewed on Capitol Hill. We'll see if we oh. can pull the other one as All well. Right. But, but it, it, he was talking the, the choice between Trump or Cruz. Trump or Cruz, <sighs> right. It's like being shot or poisoned. What does it really matter? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I gotta when say, he dropped out. He, I mean, he was the funniest of all the candidates. He really was. Yeah. First of all, it was sad because I think he dropped out on some other big news day, and so nobody noticed. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. But I also remember him as being the funniest of all the candidates. And whatever happened to the undercard debate? Have yeah. we discussed this? Go down mm. in history in 2016. Yeah. But also the Republican the candidate who, well, yeah. Um, the only candidate who ran for president in 2016 on the Republican side who was brave enough, I think, to really speak truth to the party to say that Trump is really ruining the party uh, and that, uh, you know, if they have any hopes of winning, they really have to, as Trump said in 2012, embrace immigration reform. You know, that's Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Lindsey yeah, Graham said right. that. Yeah. What Lindsey, Trump predicted. Lindsey Trump. Graham has a lot of problems as a senator, but, you, I mean, we'll always have respect for that. you got to give him that. For that. you got to give he him that. He did not go along with the tide. He didn't just accept that the Republican Party is going the way of Donald Trump. He fought it till the very end. But there's another candidate that I think nobody talks about anymore that I think brought a lot to the table, too, and that is Rand Paul. Oh, yeah. Um, particularly Jeez, I on, forgot he ran, too. Right. Particularly on uh, foreign policy, particularly on the war. You know, I mean, he he said, you know, this is wrong. We should not be there. We should not be starting any more wars. We ought to get our troops out. We can't. You know, this is a no win situation. Nobody else would. And just like his father, 
some of them wanted to throw him off the stage. How dare he say something like that? Yeah. And remember, Democrats at the time were concerned that Rand Paul could build a coalition, could peel off uh, traditionally Democratic voters, that he could be a real threat. And, of course, he was one of the many casualties of the Donald. It just shows how screwed up this election was, top to bottom, because he really could have harnessed what his father had, which was a real, honest, grassroots movement. And, and also, look, I, I disagree with 98% of what Rand Paul says, but there is something admirable about taking the Republican Party to, like, its roots, right? Whether or not you agree with that or disagree with that, what Donald Trump has done is not take the Republican Party to its roots. It's taken it to this weird, yeah. stratospheric... And- otherworldly goblin land. Right, but, but like boys, 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 how can we forget the candidate who was number one when the primary started? Uh, number one. We go. Let's not forget. He, um, <laughs> we got a little clip here from uh, the good doctor, right, Jamie? Yeah. I have plenty of energy. Screaming and pounding my fist. That is, by the way, we haven't talked. That is my high point of the election. Let's hear that again. I want to hear that again. I have plenty of energy. <laughs> I just don't necessarily run around jumping and screaming and pounding my fists. Oh, man. My fists. <laughs> oh. What a gift we were given to be, to be able to watch Ben Carson. Like, as you pointed out, the only person to top Donald Trump in any of the polls. Yeah, and was it was, he really? I yeah, don't remember, remember there was that. A, there was a no, moment no, no. in time that he surpassed Oof. Donald Trump, and he was number one in the Republican no, primary. I, I think Trump won Iowa. I forget now. No, but, Trump came in second in yeah, Iowa. Ted Cruz won. Oh, that uh, Ted won did. Iowa. Yes. But but until but the very close. end, yeah. Ben Carson was number one. Yeah. Putin is a one horse uh, country. <laughs> what? <laughs> Putin is a one-horse Remember uh, when he country. talked about how he was in a Popeye's organization? Oh, yes. Oh, that's, that was a classic. And he was, someone tried to rob him, and he convinced the robber to stick up the guy behind the cash register. Yeah. No, you don't want to point the gun at me. Point it at him. <laughs> at him. Very calmly, I'm in sure. In a Popeye's organization. Very calmly. But can oh, I just say on a, okay. on a, on a serious note uh, okay. yeah. that, you know, all of the kind of vitriol in this election, the direct effort to incite violence yeah. during this election, the fact... Certainly one of my lows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the fact that gun sales have been spiking for 18 months straight. Really? That, oh, yeah. October 18th month. Uh, I mean, now you have gun stores all over the country having all kinds of sales, election sales that get your gun now before a yeah. certain somebody is elected. So Guns Down, which is the group that uh, that I uh, help organize uh, for fewer guns in America, uh, has partnered with the Election Protection Center to give people a number to text if they see guns around their polling places, which in many instances could be a form of voter intimidation. Oh, you bet. So if you see a open carry handgun, a long gun, and the, the laws on this are all over the place. Are they allowed? It really, de- it really depends. There's only five states that prohibit it. Text nine one text guns down to nine one nine nine zero. Guns you, down nine one nine nine zero. You know, this is really, honestly, it's it's sad, but like that's where we are right now. There there is a coordinated, direct effort by Trump supporters to show up 
to particularly where black people and brown people vote and try and keep them away from the polls by showing up with guns. Yeah. Like that that's not that's not a stretch. That's no. not an exaggeration. That is ha- that is what they would like to do. There's a coordinated effort. They 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 put it in paper, put it on paper. One of the uh, persons that I admire most in the world uh, for his uh, leadership in the civil rights movement, his uh, bravery on the bridge in uh, Selma, his leadership in the United States Congress, Congress, the good congressman from Georgia's 5th Congressional District, the Honorable John Lewis, on our news line this morning. Congressman, it's always good to catch up with you. Good morning. Well, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on, on Election Day. Well, Happy Election Day to you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, let's, uh, we've been encouraging all of our people who haven't already voted to get out and do so. Let's just start with the big question, Congressman. We always say that this election is the most important one ever, but this election certainly is important. What, what do you feel is at stake in this election? Well, I, I truly believe that this election is very, very important. I have followed every presidential election since the election of President Kennedy in, in 1960. This election can determine the future of America, maybe the future of our planet. We um, need to know what is in the food we eat, what is in the water we drink, what is in the air we breathe. And we have an individual running who doesn't believe in research, believe in science, in climate change, and he's not fit to be president of the United States. I want to see all of our citizens get out and vote like we never, ever voted before and send a stronger message that we're going to be one people, one nation, and it doesn't matter whether we're black or white, Latino, Asian American, Native American, straight or gay, we're one people. We all live in the same house. I don't want to see a divided America. I don't want to go back. I want to go forward. And, Congressman, are you concerned that in the early voting, it looked like the early voting among African Americans was down compared to what it was four years ago when Barack Obama ran for re-election? I am concerned. I'm concerned about what has happened here in Georgia, what has happened in North Carolina. I've spent a lot of time here in Georgia trying to turn up all of the people to vote. It's been time in North Carolina and other parts of our country. But it is my hope and my feeling today that many of the people that didn't turn out in early voting will turn out today. That message has certainly been out there. Uh, President Obama carried that message down to North Carolina, as did Hillary Clinton. And, of course, they both uh, delivered that message last night uh, in, in Philadelphia. Do you, you know, Congressman, we all eight years ago celebrated made history by electing the first African-American president uh, ever in the history of this country. Uh, do you see um, that it's uh, also maybe as important to elect the first woman president in the history of this country? Oh, I think it is important, maybe just as important. Just think, like African-American many years ago, we couldn't register to vote. Women couldn't register to vote. Uh, in many parts of our country, people had to own property. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
it would send a strong message, not just to Americans, not just to our little girls and our little boys, but to the world when we elect a woman as the president of the United States of America. And I want to be in Washington on Inauguration Day, or be there before, or maybe even tonight or early in the morning, and say, Madam President. That will be, that will be an incredible moment, won't it? Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, I cried. I, I shared in some tears of happiness and joy when President Barack Obama was born, and some members of the press asked me, why are you crying so much? Why are you crying so much? I said, tears of happiness, tears of joy, crying for those people who didn't live to see this day, people who were denied the right to register to vote. They said, what are you going to do for these inaugurated? <laughs> said, if I have any tears left, I'm going to cry some more. And that is exactly what I did. And when Hillary Clinton is elected, I'm going to shout for joy. Lots at stake here in this election, particularly for women. Cecile Richards, head of Planned Parenthood, has been out there on the front lines of this campaign from day one. Uh, This is a busy day for her, but uh, she takes a little time out for us this morning. Hello, Cecile. Always good to catch up with you. Good morning. You too, Bill. Nice to hear your voice. What do you see uh, is on the line today uh, when you look at a choice between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump when it comes to the welfare of women in this country? Well, Bill, everything's on the line for women today. I mean, Roe versus Wade is on the line. You know, he has said Donald Trump and Mike Pence have said they would appoint just uh, the ninth justice of the Supreme Court to overturn Roe. Uh, They want to end access to Planned Parenthood. In fact, Mike Pence made that his entire congressional focus when he was in Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. But Hillary, of course, has been an enormous champion of women's rights, of women's health care access. And for the two and a half million patients who depend on Planned Parenthood every year, uh, they want to keep coming back to us. And under a Donald Trump administration, he would make that virtually impossible. I mean, he's made it pretty clear, right, what his priorities are. Uh, Exactly. He's also made it pretty clear by his statements um, vis-a-vis a a lot of women, from Megyn Kelly to Carly Fiorina to Hillary Clinton um, to Miss Universe, uh, the way he treats women, the way, he, you know, th- what he thinks about women. Absolutely. I mean, his total disregard for women, forgetting even putting aside his terrible policy positions and how devastating it would be to women's access to health care. I mean, we cannot have a president who laughs and jokes about sexual assault. Uh, this is so inappropriate. And this is something, this isn't a one-time thing. This is, he has a history and a pattern of this. Uh, I think he is thoroughly unqualified and unprepared to be president. Uh, but I'm feeling good. I'm in Manchester, New Hampshire today. Uh-huh. Folks are out on the doors already, and we're seeing record turnout. I feel like Hillary Clinton is closing this campaign in an incredibly strong position if we just get our folks out to vote. The uh, Yeah, New Hampshire uh, is a key battleground state, right? And uh, it's only four electoral votes, but... Um, but very, very key, and the big Senate race up there, too. Uh, That's right. And and how's that looking? Well, I think the whole, you know, this state has been very, run very close the whole time, but Maggie Hassan has been an incredible governor here, has a lot of support. Of course, she's challenge, challenging Kelly Ayotte, who mm-hmm. voted repeatedly to defund Planned Parenthood. 
Planned Parenthood is a very uh, important healthcare provider in the state of New Hampshire. We have broad support that crosses party lines and has become a defining issue in both the Senate race and in the presidential race. Um, so here at the Planned Parenthood Action Fund, folks are out across the state today turning out the vote. Because, of course, today's the only day to vote in New Hampshire. There is no early vote. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's right. There's still, yeah. a, few sta- still a few states like that, believe it or not, That's right? right. <laughs> it's incredible. So folks were up early, early this morning uh, getting out, you know, uh, knocking on doors, and we'll be doing that all day. Right. You know, I want to come back to the to the position of Hillary Clinton again and, and, and the importance of women in this election, because we talked to Susan Page from USA Today a couple of days ago, and she was pointing out that uh, because of the number of women who are running and for key positions like Hillary Clinton, for example, and because of the fact that women's issues have been fr- so front and center in this election, that that there's never been an election where women have played a more vital role. What does that tell you? I think that's right, Bill. You know, it's interesting. You know, women almost always are the majority of voters. They certainly will be this election. And, of course, we're seeing so many women who are crossing party lines to vote for Hillary or to vote for some of the Senate candidates. We have incredible women running in North Carolina, in Nevada, uh, you know, here in New Hampshire. And I think the women's vote is going to be key. And I will I have to say uh, women of color in this country mm-hmm. are the most reliable voters. They were for uh, Hillary. They were for Barack Obama. They will be for Hillary Clinton too. And we're seeing across the country, you know, in, like extraordinarily high turnout among African American voters and Latino voters, who of course are uh, supporting Hillary uh, in enormous numbers, more than we've ever seen before. It's very exciting. It is, and it is a real turning point. I mean, we will either move forward, right, to solidify all the gains made by women or lose them all in one flash, right? I mean, that's, well, that's that's it. I mean, that's, that is, you're exactly yeah. right. Donald Trump's view of women um, is so out of step with where women are in this country. I mean, we're now half the college students. We are half the workforce in America. Mm-hmm. We need equal pay. We need paid family leave. Uh, we need affordable child care. These are issues that Hillary Clinton has made her top priority her entire lifetime. And so the the difference couldn't be starker. I would say the upside uh, to a Hillary Clinton presidency is that women are finally going to have true equity uh, that we need as as, uh, parents, as mothers, uh, and as people in the workforce. And and what a moment. There's a story in the Washington Post this morning, and I've seen others like it too, of a woman who was born uh, the day that women got the right to vote. Uh, and is here today, still alive, God bless her, to vote for the first woman president of the United States. You know, in our life, I mean, it's just remarkable, really. It is. It has been so amazing, Bill, to be, and I've had the real privilege of being across the country in so many states. Uh, I have seen so many women, yes, that, that have waited their entire lifetime mm-hmm. to cast this vote. And I was in a phone bank last night here in New Hampshire where we had a grandmother phoning uh, her daughter and her and her granddaughter. Uh, this has been a cross generational movement of women who are so enthusiastic and so excited. Um, and as my mom would say, if she were still here, you know, it's about time. <laughs> oh yes, she would say that in very colorful fashion. God love her, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, right. Oh, That's hey, right. Cecile, so good to talk, to talk to you today, as always. Thanks so much for all your good work, and particularly your good work on this campaign. We'll talk to you again Thank soon. You, Bill. Hey, by the way, this is worth uh, mentioning because Bernie Sanders last night tweeted out something that he's talked about in the past, 
And I think it's worth bringing up here on Election Day. His tweet says, Election Day should be a national holiday so that everyone has the time and opportunity to vote. He's talked about this before. In fact, we talked to him about it uh, when he brought it up a couple years ago. But just just interesting to keep that in mind as we uh, head into the polls. I think it should. Pardon me. I think it should be. And we should extend early voting so people can don't have to wait until Election Day to vote. And they should be able to do so early vote in all 50 states. And on a parting shout for today, you know, we can all breathe a sigh of relief that this election is over. But let's be honest. We reached the end of the road with mixed feelings that we've been talking about all morning. On the one hand, we're proud we're going to elect the first woman president of the United States and the most qualified person ever to run for that office. That's a huge step forward. On the other hand, we, or at least Republicans, accepted as candidate for president the least qualified, least experienced, most profane, and most unhinged candidate ever. And that's a huge step backwards. So looking forward, can we not all agree that there should at least be some rules. You can't run for president if you don't know what the nuclear triad is, if you call people rapists, murderers, crooks, or liars without providing any evidence to back it up, if you refuse to release your tax returns, and you can't run for president if you brag about committing sexual assault on women. We've already suffered one Donald Trump. We don't need another one. And with that, my friends, Now's your job. Now's your chance. Now's your duty. Go out and vote. 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 Make Hillary Clinton the next president of the United States. We'll see you this afternoon. This at 5 o'clock is Eastern, the Bill Press Show. TV.